Ready for a special offer on a print subscription to Premier Guitar? Visit shop.premierguitar.com now and use this coupon, PODCAST15. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1-5 to get 15% off a one-year subscription to our in-depth coverage of your favorite artists and the coolest new gear. Offer valid in U.S. only. No Wi-Fi required. Hey, I'm John Bolger with Premier Guitar. I'm at the City Winery in Nashville, Tennessee with Wayne Krantz. This is the first show of your two-month tour, is that right? It is indeed, yeah. Wow, man. That's, that's road-dogging it. Kind of. Yeah, eventually, <laughs> if I get through it. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, let's start um, by talking about this guitar. Okay. Uh, this is a John Sir guitar. Uh, it's actually a loner. Um, he, I've been playing Tylers for years and loving it. They're great, great guitars. Um, but it was just kind of, I don't know, the wind was in the air. I felt like some kind of change. I, was, I went back to the 73 that I had, 73 Strat I had for a while, but it needed to be refretted. And so this guitar just kind of showed up in the mail. It's a loner. He was asking like if I wanted him to make something for me, what it would be, and he just threw this at me to, so I could get a sense of what he was up to. And I ended up really liking it. Um, I don't know why exactly. I mean, it's obviously a well-made guitar, as all of his stuff is. Um, but it's just, it, it kind of makes me want to play it. It sits there, and it makes me want to go over and pick it up and grab it and play it. And when I feel that way about a guitar, it's significant to me, because usually I don't. Usually they just kind of stay in the corner, and, uh, and that's it. So. It's, it's interesting. I read about your 73, which you played for a long time. I and did. you said it wasn't a particularly good guitar. No, I mean, you know, everybody knows 70s strats, right? Until recently, no, you couldn't give them away. Was right? it a three, um, three screw it, one? It or? was, but they made it a four screw one. Like oh, retro, ago. yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it just has a serious vibe at this point. That's yeah. why I like it. I mean, yeah. if I A beat it with anything, it would, I'd probably be disappointed. But yeah. as long as you don't A beat it, <laughs> None the wiser, you know? right? But the thing, I, the reason actually that I took this on this trip is I really the bar is I really like it. I've been kind of uh, for a long time. I was kind of curious about the bar, but I could never figure out how to do anything personal with it, so I never took it out. But I kind of got a little bit of a vibe with this one and came up with some angles that that were appealing to me. And uh, and the '73s bar just doesn't do it, so that's primarily sure. why I took this one. Any tuning issues with that bar? Is it lock in really well? I mean, as long as I do the trick of putting the two pencil lead in the nut. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's yeah, it goes out of tune, but not horribly so. Yeah. I can, I can sort of fix it. Tolerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Intonation. Yeah. So, are you carrying a backup or just? Wow. I don't that's, do that because I have to carry this stuff. I just, <laughs> I've got a bag of pedals, and you know, I just I can't do it. Yeah. Pedal okay. suitcase guitar. That's it. Do you ever break strings? Sometimes, yeah, not, not often, but sometimes. And when I do, you know, I'm just forced to talk to the people, basically, while I try to change the string. Really? Uh, yeah, it doesn't happen that often, actually, yeah. for some reason. Well, that's, that is very brave. Ah, uh, you know. So is this, um, how does this differ from your, from your 73? Is it like similar? I mean, it's uh, much better. It's, same wood, or is it no, an alder no, body? No, I have a maple neck. Okay. Yeah, and uh, this is this interesting, uh, this is this is uh, maple actually. But yeah, it looks like a dark maple. It's a dark maple, yeah, and it's really nice. Um, but uh, I mean, it's just he makes guitars that you know the intonation's good and all the notes speak equally and and 
Yeah, it's just a good instrument. I mean, I don't know much about guitars, but if it appeals to me, I'm, I'm interested in it, and this one does. Yeah, well, it sounds great. Thank sounds, you. Yeah, sounds Thanks. great. Um, well, cool. Well, that's that basically covers that. Okay. One guitar man. That's, that's cool. Yeah. You know, while we're here in amp land, um, let's talk about these. So, are these your amps? Or are you? This is uh, this is this amp is our uh, driver's amp. I've never played it before. I've never <laughs> seen it before. Really? Um, but I didn't actually have one of these. I don't own one, and I liked the way it sounded recently and some stuff I'd done, and I wanted to have something besides the 2553 to use uh, to get a little bit of a slightly bigger sound, and um, and so I borrowed this. And it sounds it sounds good to me. I mean, it essentially sounds like what I thought it would. But the main thing of interest about this, I mean, that's just a 2553 Jubilee that I've had for years. Um, that recently I've started to set, I used to use, I used the rhythm crunch channel forever because I liked to have the thing breaking up, not a lot, but enough uh, for what I wanted to do. And I used it all the time. And, and I started listening back to some tapes from gigs um, doing that. And, and it was just too distorted to my ear. So I, I'm trying to kind of point myself towards having essentially a clean sound that I can add uh, grit with with pedals, and so that's a new thing for me. That chapter. So the Deville you have totally clean, really clean, and this is basically clean. I mean, it's got a little bit of fur on it, but not much, not as much as usual. I'm not using the rhythm crunch channel at all. It's the clean channel. Huh. I mean, input gain is kind of high. Yeah. And I just I just was realizing during the sound check that it sounded terrible that way, so I kind of backed it off a little. I'm not used to it clean, so. Yeah. Well, but, it sounds great. It actually really cuts. Oh, I mean, good. it's like yeah. A, well, that's it, yeah. It, but yeah. the, the thing I like about this scene is the is that I, I sort of I daisy chain these two. Like I'm going in here and coming out the second side and going into the Marshall. And I, I started doing that uh, about a year ago um, after, you know, some friends of mine, a bunch of friends of mine have two amps and, and they split it and they have a wet side and a dry side and yeah. all that. And, I, and I'm always just blown away by the beauty of that sound. But I've tried it. I went and got the gear and did it myself, and it just didn't fit what I was doing. It just—I couldn't get comfortable, and I knew, I knew if I stuck with it, I would because you can get used to anything. Right. I sort of didn't want to force myself to do that, but when I just started daisy chaining stuff, I like mono. Like I like it when the guitar comes from this one place, and uh, and but this kind of gives it a little bit of a spread, even though it's a mono signal, and I, and I dig that. So all I really need to do that is a Fender amp with two inputs. Yeah, I wonder if the spread is just literally having the speakers apart like I'm that, sure and is. what you're hearing in yeah, the yeah because it yeah, has nothing. To, there's no splitting going on with with like you know sending anything over here yeah. and over there. I mean, this has a little bit of verb on it, and that doesn't, you know. So yeah. that probably adds to that. Yeah, it's interesting. The whole wet dry thing. Mm -hmm. It seems like the wet is always so wet. Right. And the dry is yeah, so dry. It takes dry. some getting used to, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but when guys do it right, it's oh man, it's yeah. awesome. I mean, my inspiration for that was Michael Landau. I've been doing some oh. gigs with him, and amazing. I mean, it's just the ultimate realization of that idea. You yeah. Know? And I tried it, and I sounded terrible. I sounded worse <laughs> than I do now. <laughs> so I just thought, you know what? I can't. So, but this is a nice. Well, song. Wayne, you sound great. As far oh, as no, yeah, no. <laughs> you sound great. Wow, so. Yeah. Well, that's so that's very cool. So you so you run from your guitar pedals pedals into the Deville, mm -hmm. and is this a two twelve? Uh, yeah, yeah, two twelve. That's a two twelve cabinet too. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Two twelve, uh, and that's stock and a loner. Everything, yeah. 
And your Jubilee is stock as well with the Celestian 25s in it? That's, you know, I'm, I don't even know what's in it. I yeah. think there's a, there's, a, there's a vintage 30 in there, and I don't know what the other speaker is. I, I haven't opened it up in so long, I can't remember. Yeah, vintage 30, that makes, that, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I think 25 came from me reading 25 there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you've had this one for... I have, I got it on eBay, you know, it's like, and it turned into the amp that I've used really? almost every gig since, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that it's that great, it's just that I get used to it, you know, you get used to things and you figure out how to make them sound okay. I mean, maybe this is the wrong thing to say in this interview, but I, I'm not, I mean, I respect good gear, obviously, and, and when you're really into that and develop it and, and, and tweak it out, it can result in an incredible thing like Landau has and you know, numerous other people. But, but essentially, I guess I believe that any piece of gear, as long as it's functional, the main thing is just to figure out how to make that sound good, whatever it is, which means just right. sitting around with it and playing it. Because, I mean, that explains why so many people sound great with all these wildly different levels of excellence as far as the gear. Sure. You know, sometimes it just takes like a crummy I ever heard somebody sounding good through a JC120? I bet I, yeah, I have. I have sounded, I've heard that. You know what I mean? Could you think of who it like, was? Yeah, it was the <laughs> guy who used to play with Captain Beefheart, Gary Lucas. Huh. And he had like more pedals than I've ever seen in any music store, including 30th Street Guitars in New York. Um, and for some reason that the pedals needed this completely, you know, paper thin, no personality sound yeah. in order to work. And it sounded great. Yeah, it's it's funny the gear thing, and it seems like that can be such a such a rabbit hole to go down. Sure. And it keeps people from playing. You know, like tweaking on yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, that's and you're true. not really thinking about notes, you're thinking about like Yeah, stuff. I mean I, you know, I would never put it down just because like a, the best of it really pays off. Oh yeah. But just, for me it's that's not been the focus, I mean, quite obviously. Yeah. Rig rundown. Rig? <laughs> yeah. I was begging Anthony to let me use his rig for the rig rundown. Yeah. Because he actually has a rig. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, whatever. And, yeah, Anthony Jackson, you've been, uh, you've worked with him for, for years. Off and on for years, yeah. But how often do you all go out together? Oh, it's been a while. Uh, we went to, I think we went to Asia like five or six years ago and that, that might have been the last time we played. I'm not sure. Might have been a few gigs. Between. It's funny. Jazzers usually have kind of a revolving cast. Mm -hmm. it seems. Well, it's because there's no money in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like, hey, let's join a band as adults and stay there and make make a, a live a living. Yeah. You know, you sort of have to to scrounge around, and uh, yeah. that explains that. Yeah. yeah. Get in-depth coverage of your favorite artists and the coolest new gear delivered to your home every month. Visit shop.premierguitar.com to sign up for a print subscription to Premier Guitar so you can take the best guitar content on earth with you anywhere. No Wi-Fi required. Let's, yeah, let's talk pedals. Okay, that's the fun part to me. Yeah. That's what I like. You know, I used to have a pedal board. I'd still do, sitting at home, but this guy, Mason from Vertex in uh, Oakland, I think he lives, makes these incredible boards. He's really good. And I spent a nice little sum of money having him build me some boards. And, right. And the, one of the first tours after that, the, the entire thing was just ripped apart from ground up by some baggage guy that was bored in somewhere. As they do, Europe. yeah. And I just thought, you know, I can't do this. I can't go through this each time. And, 
and I'm not I'm not handy, so I can't just kind of fix the board myself. You yeah. Know? I thought shipping it to California to have him fix it every time some schmo does that. Plus, I change pedals all the time, so it was really a problem to uh, to have a board. So I'm, this is the first time since I'm a kid, probably, since I thought, let me just find a nice little bag for them that works and take them out and just string them like that, and yeah. nobody can tear them up anymore. And if I hate one, I can throw it away and replace it, and there's no problem. So I'm it's kind of cool. It's, I, I dig it. It's so kind of especially I mean, on this rug. It just kind of yeah. has a neat. You know, Maybe I should take the rug with me. Yeah, totally. I have to. They'll the never... road case for the rug and then carry <laughs> the pedals in like a garbage bag. They'll never miss it. No, they won't. Uh, so this is uh, the dreaded Vertex Wah. There was a big Wah scandal that happened recently. I don't know if you read about it, but I mean, not on the front page of the Times or anything, but if you, you know. But in the guitar geekery guitar, yeah, mags. That realm. Um, tell, tell me about the scandal or... I mean, I don't really, you know, I can't. I really, I mean, <laughs> you know, I've signed a disclaimer. Kind of. No, it's just I don't know. There was some, there was some uh, nonsense with it, but, uh, but I just, you know, I, was, I needed one. I, I, I was really into WAH for a long time. Then I got out of it, and lately I've kind of been thinking about it again. And, and the Crybaby, which is my favorite one, um, just sucks tone. Like, I mean, not that I would have noticed, but I happened to accidentally A B it at one right. point, and I just thought, oh my God, this is terrible. And, even though I love the sound of it. And this one isn't that, you know, it's, it's more polite. But it's less polite than many of the other was that you spend an arm and a leg for. So uh, I'm digging it. I mean, I just, I just got it recently. And that's that Vertex Boost the guy was talking about. He builds a boost pedal. Sure. That, and do you leave that on like all the time? Your the boost? Boost, yeah. I mean, I'm going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, you know, Walter Becker, I saw, I ran into him recently, and he said that he leaves his on all the time, not yeah. whatever boost he uses. Yeah, a lot of guys do. In fact, there's Bradshaw systems, I think, a Have lot. Have built in. Built what in. you and need a boost on the boost? Can yeah. Two boosts? Sure, boost it up, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but this one is by far the best one I've ever heard. It's super, it doesn't change anything, it just makes it louder. Yeah. It's great. Perfect. It's really cool. And I like the color of it, the gray and white. Yeah. Uh, the Maxon, this, uh, Mike Landau turned me onto this. It's one of the pedals he uses. And, you know, there was, after I met him and played with him and listened to him, I just, for about six hours, I just tried to get everything that he had because I wanted it. You know, I wanted to sound good too. Um, didn't work. <laughs> but I sort of still like this pedal. Um, it's, what did he, he called it like a cross between a fuzz face and a tube screamer or something. And he's about right. It has, a certain kind of grit that's a little bit more musical to my ear. Um, and as I said, since I'm kind of going clean with the amps now, I needed something that would give me a little bit, which I'm using. He uses it for his a lot pedal of distortion, but I'm using it for my little bit pedal. And then I found this fuzz recently, um, again at 30th Street Guitars in New York, this Ren and Cuff Russian fuzz. And I've been looking for a fuzz, you know, because I'm a Hendrix devotee I've been looking for one to use for years and um, and it all just sounds terrible to me there that's the hardest one yeah. to get right but man when I plugged this in recently it was like wow that doesn't sound terrible yeah it's got a tremendous amount of low end which is uh, maybe why maybe it's a little yeah less harsh. that makes sense because they do get varied kind of Buzzsaw. Yeah. yeah, I mean, unless end. you're playing so loud, it doesn't matter. But I never get to play that loud, so. But this is a, I, I'm digging it. Uh, Octave OC2 I've used for many years, and you know, what can I say? I use, 
I'm sure there are better ones and all that, but to me it tracks good enough. Yeah. I like the sound. It's funky. Yeah, funky and it's sound. and it's immediate too. Mm -hmm. Like I heard you I mean there's no latency yeah. which some of them have. That's true. You know? Yeah. Uh, and this electroharmonics frequency analyzer, I'm using it instead of the Moog pedal that I use, the ring mod that I usually use. Because I think it has, it's got more variety in it, and it just was a change. And I was using the mini, the smaller um, Moog pedal. The yeah, the Mooger Fuger. Yeah. And it, I wasn't, unfortunately, I know what the big one sounds like, and it's not quite that, so I was a little disappointed. But so this kind of like alleviated that. Yeah. You know? uh, really cool pedal. Um, don't know it very well yet. I'll probably get to know it on this tour, I hope. DD3, Digital Delay, uh, talked about it, but it's really inconvenient. It has no tap function. It, you know, you have to get down and tweak it by hand all the time. It's not true bypass, but I just like the sound of the delay. I just, I'm sure. used to it and I know what to do with it. And, and so that's still, that's still here. I think that's the only pedal here that's not well, the, octa the, the two boss pedals aren't true bypass, but um, the freeze pedal I got a couple of years ago, love it. So uh, the freeze is, you know, all these other pedals have, have existed for years in various forms, but the freeze is really kind of a different, newer thing in that it seamlessly allows you to sustain. And it has some obvious applications in trio because it's almost like a keyboard pad. That's what, during soundcheck when we were listening, it really yeah. did have that kind of, yeah kind of almost like the sustainy B3 mm -hmm. kind of yeah. pad. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, it it's, cool. It's lo-fi, um, but you can do some other kind of cool things with it too. I, I found it very useful. Wouldn't want to be without that one. And the Verb, which I don't use much, um, I mostly brought it because I wasn't sure I'd have Verb on this amp, and it's nice to have some, I guess. Sure. Uh, although I played for years without any Verb at all. I mean, it was unlistenable. You know, people were like, what the? <laughs> I remember the first time I played with Jimmy Herring and he came, because I played in this guitar band with him sometimes, and, and he came over to me after the first rehearsal and he, he was like, he had this, he was shocked expression. He said, are you not using any reverb? You know? <laughs> and I thought, hmm, maybe I should get a reverb pedal. You know? Did you? I actually did. Yeah, you know? he shaved you um, into it. Yeah, yeah but uh, you know, I mean, Ideally, I'd like to just have a good spring reverb, but I think that's the best for me. But and this is not that by any stretch. This wet reverb. They're it's, good though, man. It's I, a beautiful I dig pedal. that. It's yeah. a beautiful pedal. It's not exactly the most versatile thing, but it doesn't have to be for what I use it for. Um, it's you know, it's a digital sound, of course, but I, I think it's pretty musical sounding, and I like it, and I love the size of it, and it's kind of rugged and sturdy, so I brought it along. Sure. And what are you powering it all with? Yeah, this is this cool thing that. Uh, that um, was in the Vertex board that I had made, this G-Lab thing. It's, it's nice because it, it, uh, you don't have to use a um, transformer for two, 220. Sure. It automatically converts 110 or 220, yeah. which is really, really handy to yeah. have that. Yeah, yeah. you're in Europe probably. Well, off, you know, whenever yeah. I am. I mean, yeah. you go outside the States, that's always an issue. But, but it's, and so far, it's one of those things that's like, really? Is it, that sounds a little too good to be true, you know, but so far it's working and hasn't well, broken. So it literally is just flip a switch and you... No, it does it automatically. Automatically? It just reads it, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. 
Yeah, that's so yeah, cool. Not having, not having to spend that six seconds to flip a switch is just... Yeah. Think of the time you saved, John. Six seconds. Sure. Every time you play <laughs> for 100 years, yeah. adds up. Adds up, yeah. yeah. Literally but, uh, saving minutes in the course easily. of a lifetime. Yeah, easily. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and that's that's basically it. Great. Well, man, I, you know, it's 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 kind of refreshing just to see guitar, strat, a couple pedals on the ground. I know. Into it's, a couple. Uh, I mean, this is amps. the closest setup I've had to when I was a teenager. Since then. Yeah. Are you carrying any backup pedals, or or if if something dies, you're just. Well, of of course, I mean, <laughs> of course, John. I mean, I have three of each of these, man. I have to carry that stuff. Yeah. If a pedal dies, I won't use it that night, and I'll go to a music store the next day. Right. I know this isn't exactly the most romantic sounding thing, <laughs> but really, it comes down to very practical things about carrying stuff and paying for overweight. I mean, obviously, if the project were um, of a profile that had a budget for such things, I would certainly do that. You know, yeah. These, I really would. But it doesn't, and so I really can't. So I just have to make the best of it. And, you know, but in, in reality, it's not, you know, there would be some people that that would be a huge sacrifice for. Sure. And, and reasonably so for them. But for me, I, I really, I'm basically just kind of a plug and play person anyway. So yeah. it's not that far from what I would probably do if I had a choice even. Right. I mean, it'd be nice to have a backup for everything. But. Yeah. But this, I mean, it really is kind of refreshing to have that no, sort I'm of glad. cavalier approach. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all about if, you, if I don't play well, I can have the I can have backups for everything on the stage. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's, it's all about that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Wayne, hey man, John. I'm so glad you took a little time to talk to us. Thanks and for having me. Have a great time on your tour, Thanks, and man. congrats on uh, on everything. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, okay. man. Cheers. Don't forget to sign up for PG Perks, your all-access pass to exclusive gear giveaways and discounts on PremierGuitar.com.